Hello, everyone. Happy New Year! Welcome back to another year with the Three Levels Renewables podcast, where we discuss and explore and try to answer the ultimate question of how do we live in harmony with Earth, humanity, and all the animals that we share this planet with. For our first episode of the year, we will start with clean electricity. The question that we're hoping to answer is. What's a hundred percent clean electricity system, or a zero net greenhouse gas emission power grid, looks like in the future? How do we achieve it? What are the challenges, and then what's the cost implications? The term X percent decarbonized by X year constantly comes up in the energy and sustainability analysis world, such as ninety five percent decarbonized by twenty thirty five. A hundred percent decarbonized by twenty fifty, etc., etc. Last fall, there was a workshop recruiting speakers reach out to me on this topic. Specifically, they're interested in knowing what's a hundred percent clean electricity system looks like in the future for the U.S. How do we achieve it, especially the、uh, last few percent? And then, what are the、uh, challenges, benefits, and then what's the cost implications to the government and to the community? I thought it'd be great to talk about this topic in this episode, but in a more broader, more international aspect. Okay, let's get started. An a hundred percent clean electricity system, also known as zero net greenhouse gas emission power grid, represents a future where our electricity generation produces no overall greenhouse gas emissions. We're likely to see the following things. First, we have major roles and presence of renewables such as wind, solar, geothermal, hydropower, even nuclear, providing the bulk of electricity generation. Their capacity would need to be drastically scaled up compared to the current levels. We will see more energy storage units to address the intermittency of some renewable sources like solar and wind, and some of the options are pumped hydro and batteries and etc. We will see an improved and advanced grid and transmission system, such as smart grid technologies that optimize electricity distribution and needs. In addition to that, we're likely to see a lot more carbon capture and storage units because, for some region, it just makes sense to decarbonize this way. On the electricity demand side, we will see more electrification activity in transportation and heating, which converts emissions from non-electric resources into a more carbon-manageable electricity sources, as well as energy efficiency projects, which reduce the need for electricity. With these definitions in mind, let's review some real-world example of clean carbon grid. The logistic challenges behind it. I will also share. Thoughts on how to achieve the last few percents of the 100% clean power system. Level one: a quick study on current carbon-free region in the world. I know our ambition is to transition to a 100% clean energy grid soon, but currently, unfortunately, there is no entire region in the world that has completely decarbonized in its power grid. Meaning there are still some net greenhouse gas emission from electricity generation. However, There are several regions and smaller territories are leading the way towards this goal by achieving an, an impressive level of renewable energy penetration and decarbonization goal. I'm going to give two examples. Surprisingly, not surprisingly, the two most recent places that I went 
like outside of U.S. after 2020, which for obvious reason I did not travel internationally、uh, for the past three years until recently.、Um, The first one is Costa Rica. Costa Rica already achieved over ninety eight percent of renewable electricity generation in twenty twenty, primarily relying on hydropower and geothermal energy (volcano). So their annual generation of electricity is around thirteen terawatt hours in twenty twenty. As a quick comparison, U.S. generates around forty five hundred terawatt hours per year in twenty twenty. Like I mentioned, more than ninety eight percent of their electricity generation in twenty twenty is from renewable sources. Hydropower made up roughly seventy two percent, while geothermal made up around twelve percent. With wind and solar, they have a growing contribution in Costa Rica, reaching twelve percent and one percent respectively in twenty twenty. For their fossil fuels,、uh, virtually they have. Almost no reliance on fossil fuels for electricity generation. According to IEA, it's just around like three gigawatt hours per year. Again, for comparison, out of the forty five hundred terawatt hours that U.S. generates, oil, coal, and natural gas generates more than sixty percent of that total electricity that the U.S. uses. In terms of the electricity consumptions in Costa Rica, their annual consumption is around ten terawatt hours in twenty twenty, with residential sectors consuming roughly forty percent, and then commercial sectors consuming roughly thirty six percent. Another point of comparison: U.S. consumes about thirty nine hundred terawatt hours of electricity per year, with residential and commercial being two thirds of the needs. And next, we're gonna look at Iceland. The total electricity production in Iceland is approximately twenty terawatt hours in twenty twenty, surpassing their national demand. Their renewable share is over ninety nine percent nine nine in twenty twenty, primarily from hydropower around seventy percent, geothermal around like close to thirty percent. Their total electricity consumption is roughly seventeen terawatt hours in twenty twenty, with industrial consumptions around eighty percent. Okay, fun fact here: Iceland is actually one of the largest per capita consumers of electricity in the world. They uses about fifty two megawatt hours per person per year, where Norway. Is around twenty three. USA is around thirteen, and Japan is around nine megawatt hours per year per person. Why is this? Um,、uh, one of the reason is because Iceland has a number of energy intensive industries like the aluminum industry, the fishing related industry, and then the greenhouse agriculture. We've seen many houses when we went to Iceland for greenhouse agriculture. That is definitely energy intensive. In addition to that, the country experiences long and cold and dark winters, which also jacked up the、uh, electricity needs per capita. I know Costa Rica and Iceland are very unique in their energy mix, and it's very hard to copy from a different region. But it just always amazes me how human can harness natural resources around themselves and create the unique landscape. 
Level two. How do we know when we achieved a hundred percent? Determining the、uh, exact moment a power grid achieved a hundred percent carbon-free operation can be very nuanced and subject to interpretation due to various factors involved in electricity generation and consumption. However, there are several key indicators to recognize when a grid is approaching or potentially already at this milestone. The first way that we can look at is、uh, the direct carbon emissions from the electricity generation. The most straightforward indicator is to observe the carbon emissions directly from all of the electricity generation sources within the grid. This will primarily involve monitoring power plants fueled by fossil fuels, coal, natural gas, etc. Are they out, or are they paired with a carbon capture and storage units? Do we replace them、uh, with renewable energy sources like wind, solar, and geothermal hydro, etc.? This comes at a huge caveat because the process of making electricity starts with the equipment, manufacturing, installation, the transportation, getting all of the generating projects ready. It goes all the way to maintain and repair, eventually commission the projects. So, what about the carbon emission from all of this activity? We'll come back and talk about this a little bit more. The second indicator that we look at when we achieved 100% is to look at the、uh, renewable energy share. Reaching a very high percentage of renewable energy in the overall generation mix, especially those grid that has like 98, 99% of renewable electricity, can be another strong indicators. However, even at this level, we still have some occasional reliance on non-renewable sources during peaking demand or specific weather conditions that needs to be considered, and this is true for both Costa Rica and Iceland. The third method is by carbon accounting, a more comprehensive approach. Involves a net carbon accounting for the entire electricity systems are needed. This includes factoring the emissions associated with indirect sources such as transmission distribution losses. Some energy losses naturally occurs during electricity transmission and distribution, even though those losses aren't directly generating carbon emissions. Accounting for them provides a more accurate picture of the system's overall carbon footprint. We also have embodied emissions, like I mentioned in kind of like the bullet one, emissions associated with the building and maintaining the power grid infrastructures, including materials, equipment, that all needs to be considered for a complete picture. But just because we have challenges doesn't mean we can't do what we can't do for now within our power, at least for the first step. Another thing that we can track is carbon intensity. Tracking carbon intensity of the grid over time can actually be useful. Carbon intensity refers to average amount of carbon dioxide emitted per unit of electricity generated. A declining and eventually vanishing number really signifies a, a strong trend towards decarbonization. And the other thing that I wanted to mention is that carbon dioxide is only one type of greenhouse gas that we wanted to track. In addition to that, we also wanted to track other gases that have greenhouse effect, such as methane. Level three. How do we achieve the last few percent? We know many governments and then regions in the world has already started on their decarbonization route, but what about the last few percent? 
the achievement of a fully decarbonized grid requires addressing many challenges in the next few decades. Here are some approaches or methodologies that I recommend and I feel like will be useful as a general guideline. The first one is a, a region-specific approach. Tailoring decarbonization strategies to the unique landscapes and needs for different regions is crucial. This involves accounting for varying resource availabilities, infrastructure needs, regulatory environments, and then economic considerations. A one-size-fits-all approach will not be effective here in achieving nationwide decarbonization growth. The second one is accelerating electrification and improving efficiency. Increasing electrification across sectors like transportation, buildings, and industries, while simultaneously enhancing energy efficiencies in all electricity-consuming sectors, is crucial to reduce the overall emissions. I fully support the notion of reducing electricity demand still should be the key and to be prioritized to solve the energy crisis that we're facing right now. The third approach is learning by doing. Expanding and modernizing energy infrastructure at an unprecedented pace is vital to support the transition to a clean grid. Everybody knows that. We also know we have many, many challenges in front of us, which gave a stronger call of learning by doing mindset. There are a couple things that we can do. Deploy renewable generations and energy storage at scale as much as we can. And we can upgrade and expanding the transmission and distribution networks to accommodate the increased flow of renewable energy. We can also try to develop and deploy more infrastructure of clean fuels like hydrogen and the carbon capture storage units. All right. In this episode of the Three Levels Renewables, we discussed what a hundred percent clean electricity system look like and how we can achieve them, and then the challenges involved. We reviewed some real-world examples of clean carbon grid, the logistic challenges behind it, and also shared some thoughts on how to achieve the last few percent of the hundred percent clean power system. That's it for today. Have a happy new year, and I'll talk to you next week.